0: Jamie is 35. He's got two kids. He's an electrician during the day. Five-A-Side legend on a Tuesday night. His mates describe him as the calm one, always level-headed and fair. He's also a magistrate. Magistrates are volunteers who hear court cases in their community. You could be one. You don't have to have any qualifications. You'll get all the training you need. Interested? Find out more about becoming a magistrate in London at ICanBeAMagistrate.co.uk.
1: Welcome to Honest Conversations with me, Daniel Confino, and me, Sarah Sharman. the show that tries to tackle difficult, awkward, embarrassing subjects in a practical and light-hearted manner. What do you think?
2: That's what we try to do every week.
1: (laughs) I know, that's the reference point by which we can judge how failed (laughs) our attempts have been. Never mind, never mind. What are we going to throw ourselves at today?
2: I think we should go for not saying what you mean.
1: You're mean. I'm not mean. (laughs) you Are telling me you're mean? I'm not mean. Mean means so many things, doesn't it?
2: It does.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I live, you know, in Greenwich Mean Time. You do. Which is zero. Ah. The the starting point for everything. That line down the earth, the north-south line, zero. Meridian. Meridian. Mean Time. Hmm. Of course, I, I, I went to live in Greenwich so I could be horrible to my wife, you know. She's complaining about my behaviour. I said, you chose to live in meantime Time. Oh. Um, what do you expect? Wow. You know around the other side of the world where like 180 degrees round the back? Yes. They've had to stitch it up a bit, you know, because it doesn't really work. They have dodged around. It's not a straight line there. It dodges round islands and things because otherwise it would go down. If you just take the line the other side of the earth, It cuts through some islands. So one island would be on the 13th and one island would be on the 14th of the month, you see. Uh, So they couldn't allow that because if you stepped over that line, you'd sort of change the day. That makes sense?
2: Yeah, just about. What's the Wallace line? I don't know. Hmm. I thought you knew everything, Daniel. You've let me down there.
1: It probably means means there is no Wallace line. You just invented it to (laughs) see if you can catch me out I mean, I, I haven't heard of it, but um, it doesn't mean it's not important. No. It doesn't mean you've mispronounced it, although I have my suspicions.
2: Wallace.
1: The Wallace, the Wallace. Uh, the Wallace. <laughs> if only The French had the word for Wallace. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, if you live on one of those islands around the, the back of the earth, somewhere in the middle of the Pacific,
2: mm.
1: you, know, you find that the, the, the straight line that we have through Greenwich, it becomes a sort of squiggly line that you know, dodges around islands and things, so they are all on the same day. Yeah, otherwise you could get into a bit of a mess. You could, but (laughs) anyway. Yeah. Did I I say what I meant?
2: I don't know.
1: Even when you say what you mean, you don't mean what you say. Apparently.
2: Yeah. Sometimes people just beat around the bush.
1: (laughs) It doesn't matter because what they hear is different from what you said anyway. You know, they they pay attention to bits and pieces of what you're actually saying, and they misunderstand it, and it's all factored through the prism of their own oppression, victimization, life experience and, you know, persecution and all that stuff. So, you know, you you thought you were making a massive compliment and what they heard was something that they, you know. Took offense to. They went home and unfriended you, cancelled you, (laughs) blocked you. Oh, yeah. Now that is mean. That is mean. Mm. So, are girls meaner than men? I think they are a little bit. Yeah.
2: Yes. Because they're more open to talking. Yeah. So a lot of things can come out, especially in the heat of the moment. You know, you're in the middle of an argument or having a a strong debate. They're on it. Yeah. Whereas men, they, not always, not all of them, they'll hold back. And then probably think about it. Well, I
1: have heard it described that, that men um, are mean, you know, directly to you. Right. So that you know they're being mean. But women uh, mean in a more indirect way, kind of like in a relationship way, in an exclusion way, oh, um, you know, so that you that you experience it, but you don't hear it and you, you know something's wrong. Oh. Um well, mate, that's probably a bit of a generalisation. Like all of these things,
2: but from what you've experienced in life, that's. Oh arguing. yeah, of course, yeah. nobody can argue with my life experience, <laughs> my lived experience, <laughs> how yes. I feel. I <laughs> can't argue with that,
1: can you? <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get cancelled.
2: <laughs> that's my experience. You don't know how I felt about it, but yeah, no, men, yeah, men. Can be mean. I mean, I've got two older brothers.
1: But I so. mean, in, are men mean in that kind of underhand, behind the scenes, slightly devious way. Was that is that a female? Because you see, basically, men are the stronger physical sex, aren't they? Yeah, not not in your case, I know, because you won that famous arm wrestle. We did. <laughs> so I, I treat you with more respect, man. I, can, I can't just get away with it by clobbering you over the head. But generally speaking, men are stronger, so they you know, so women have to come up with slightly more subtle ways of of getting things mm. done or avoiding. Direct confrontation. A man doesn't worry about being hit yeah. if he says something to a woman directly. Although, from lots of things I've seen on streaming services recently, women, are, you know, getting pretty feisty. Oh, yeah. They are using a bit of, you know, a thwack. I was watching Ozark. Oh yes. Um, that Netflix series about, you know, anyway, and yeah, he gets punched in the face by his wife. I and mean, she slaps him, and he comes back from that. So she decides that wasn't enough and gives him a punch, which, you know, he has to explain her swollen red lip. Wow. And, um, yeah, quite awkward, really. Yeah. But, yeah, there's no reason why women shouldn't.
2: No.
1: I mean, um, and there we are. So.
2: But I think men are hurt more by words than they are, like, physical.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, most people don't really, you, know, you, get, you get hit. Have you ever been hit
2: hard by somebody? I mean, I got smacked as a child, does does that count?
1: I wonder how many people actually, you know, there's this kind of fear of being physically hit. Mm. I remember once when I was doing law at Cambridge, and we were studying criminology, and the local head of the whatever the Cambridge police force came to speak to us. Yeah. You know, and he said most people would probably prefer to be, you know, like be hit in the face than have their house burgled. Okay. that was his view you know you get hit in the face yeah you know you survive yeah, you have a black eye you have a bloody lip you have a slightly bent out nose but you know but the house being burgled I mean, that's horrible you know that's that's like an invasion it's mm. it feels never feels the same again yeah maybe stuff true. was taken yeah you know so there's this kind of argument about whether crimes against the person or crimes against property are worse and generally they say crimes against the person are worse than crimes against the property but he was saying quite the opposite. You know, most people would prefer, you know, a bit of a beating to having their house burgled. I'm going to give you the choice now, Sarah.
2: Daniel, come on in. Just yeah, can, burgle you, me. I'd rather give you a good slapping.
1: <laughs> or you can have the place burgled. You know, obviously, not by me.
2: I mean, and, it. and the
1: slapping's not by me. But
2: <laughs> if it was a wrestle, maybe. Yeah, it's like I'm
1: not that brave to slap you. <laughs> but a slap. On. Yeah, but no, but yeah. But what, what would you rather do?
2: Actually, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Because you can hear the impacts of some slaps, and they really, yeah, really slap it out of you. Oh no, I think I'd rather be burgled. Oh, but then if they take all the stuff that has such like meaning, didn't you? Sentiment... Didn't you, did you
1: recover from a slap quicker? You don't have to do so you much form filling either. You know, my, yeah, my, my possessions.
2: But you can damage your eardrum. How, get, how do
1: we get onto this? The subject was not saying what you mean.
2: Oh, dang it. Yeah, we've clearly not said what we mean. Well, no. Oh, yes. Wow. (sighs) What are we going to do about
1: it? Well, the language is a very imprecise art, isn't it? Mm. Finding the right words in the right order, with the right emphasis and the right supporting body language.
2: Yeah.
1: And then saying them to somebody who gets what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, it's all very complicated, isn't it? Yeah. What's the... Yeah, you're about to say something. I
2: was just going to say, what's so you say something and then you try to explain what you've been trying to say and it just confuses the matter more are you best off just leaving it or just trying to still explain what you mean do you understand
1: um i'm gonna think about that whilst you play some music (laughs)
2: okay here we go with justin bieber and what do you mean Not... So
1: you were asking me before the break, yes, for the music, what's the best thing to do? You know, try and explain all over again, or just let it go. Yeah. What, what I was going to say to you, Sarah, is it's all destined to go wrong, basically, whatever you say. Right. You know, I mean, in in another world, we we advocated this take two business, didn't mm. we, where you can just sort of say, scrub that, I'll try again, yeah, before they have a chance to get upset. But unfortunately, once the words are out, it's quite hard to sort of take them back. Yes. But we should all have this system mm. saying that you know, that didn't come out quite right. You might just... You know, like in, in the in, in the criminal courts, if the jury hears something,
2: uh-huh. they
1: shouldn't have heard. You know, like there's an objection. The judge turns around to them and says, will the jury please wipe that last exchange from, you know, the record? Oh, yes. And, you know, you shouldn't pay any attention to it. It's quite hard to do that. Actually, they get more interested when you say that. Mm. Don't make they? well, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How can you just wipe it? Hmm. We haven't yet got to the way, you know, you can sort of plug yourself into your PC and Look at your files, you know, your organic files, your brain files online and just say, you know, scrub that one But I think we've in other circumstances like in a podcast series Called homespun wisdom talks with my neighbor, which seems to be attracting a lot of listeners ever since I killed you (laughs) um, In the last episode um, yeah, you know, we, we advocated for a chance to sort of get a second bite of that.
2: Mm. So I think you're right.
1: You know, sometimes the words come out wrong, but the, the point is even when you think they've come out right, they can have been taken the wrong way.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Language
1: being what it is.
2: Yeah. Do you find when you're tired, you can hear that what you're saying is a whole load of nonsense, really. You're trying to structure a sentence in... Words get jumbled up, or you just forget how to speak. But somehow, people still understand you, or they just look at you, thinking,
0: well, "I think people
1: are trying to make sense of what, what you're saying." Right. You know, they're, they're not being deliberately awkward. Only the French do that. <laughs> when you say "Où est le cathédrale," which is "Where is the cathedral?", they pretend not to understand the word "cathedral." You know, "Où oh. est le cathédrale?" They just go "Zipa, oh, je Ooh, drug truck, truck, And they say, oh, the cathedral. <laughs> it's exactly what I just <laughs> yeah, said. <laughs> you know, apparently, he didn't put exactly the right intonation or emphasis or something. <laughs> so they're, they're being a bit mean. Mm. So you imagine the complications when you're talking in another language.
2: Yeah. Although
1: they do make allowances for you. When you say something, they make allowances. Although when it's written down, they don't because it, it's silent, you know just yeah. looks like terrible French or terrible English.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. When you say it, they can't focus on the words quite as much. Right. And they, So they're looking for the meaning. So that's actually um, one of the things I've done with my brothers when we had a bit of an argument, mm. which happened mainly because of things that were written. Okay. Is to say, let's not deal with difficult subjects in writing. Let's just talk it through. Because if something is misunderstood, you can correct it. and. Daniel, when you say that, when, did you mean this? Or I'm hearing that. You know, you can check and give them a chance to rephrase or, or whatever and get, get it right.
2: They change the narrative with reading.
1: Yeah. But with a text-based thing, then one ever says, no one ever goes back and gives you that second bite, do they? They just read it. Mm. Then they reread it. Then they get up at 6 in the morning and read it again. Yeah. And at 6.30 they send you a shitty response. Okay. You know thinking they understood what you originally meant, which probably is wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So they, they, these are the dangers of, of communication, and the, the different methods of communication, and the instantaneity. You can't oh. say, but you can't say that, can you?
2: Instantaneity? Mm. 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 Sally
1: will be impressed. <laughs>
2: uh, I was just watching a show called This Is Us, and in one scene, a brother calls his other brother, and they're talking over the phone, and they say, oh, I don't want to have this conversation over the phone, and he was initially going to email. Yeah. And he says, actually, it's just best if we meet up and talk face-to-face.
1: Yeah, well, that's even better than, than voice. You know, I mean, mm. I'm sort of making the point there's text, yes. there's voice, and there's in-person, you know, voice being like a phone call or yeah. versions of it. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and then you, why is that better, though? You tell me, what, what's, what, do you, what do you get when you're physically in front of each other that you don't get otherwise?
2: Well, you have more freedom with what you're saying. You're not just focused on one point that you've made. You might discover other situations or... No, 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 no. you're going down the wrong track. Oh, sorry, basic one.
1: Body language.
2: Daniel, let me say it. Body language.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, did I just suggest an idea to you? (laughs) Was it rattling around inside (laughs) that empty skull of yours? Facial expression. (laughs) Yeah, facial expressions, body language. Um, and the fact that you can punch them in the face. Mm. You know, there's that threat, there's an ever present threat of violence. Yeah. Which is, you know, you don't get when you're on WhatsApp or FaceTime or whatever it's called, do you? No. You know, you can't punch them in the face. I mean, maybe they should have a way of doing it. Well, if
2: you video call then you can just punch the screen and. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> like one of those videos where something runs towards the screen and makes you jump.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we come up with a new form of um, uh, armed conversation where you get your phone and somehow or other it's connected to an electric shock treatment you know oh, God. maybe your Apple phone you know so it can give you a sharp electric shock yeah. and, you know in, in, in any conversation you get two uses of it you oh. know i mean, I quite like this kind of voucher system where you, you know you can in life in general mm. you know like I give my wife six vouchers and I can be nice to her six days in the year you know okay. and just choose them. <laughs> <girls>. <laughs> Oh dear. You, yeah. um, yeah. you like
2: to live life dangerously, don't you, Daniel?
1: <laughs> She's been arguing for fewer vouchers actually. She says she likes it when I mean.
2: Oh really? Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, you know, um but anyway, I think she
2: can put up a good fight. She, she can.
1: Yeah, I'm actually quite scared of Jane. Yeah.
2: Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, she she will definitely poison me if I go too far. <laughs> and she knows that, you know she knows that I'll just eat whatever is in yeah. front of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yes, meanness. Mm.
2: Um Some people, they're very quick and they know exactly what they're saying. They're ready. They're ready. If you've say, said something...
1: They've got a response. Yes. Do you think it's ready-made or they thought about it.
2: I think It's like just... a
1: stock phrase they use.
2: No, I just think that they're so prepared in life. I say this because I just thought of Jane. Like... You'll say something, then she'll either have a funny comment to say back, or there's something that goes, "Actually, yes." And I'm like, "I wish I was that Mm. (laughs) prepared."
1: Saying, saying what you mean.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, look, I mean, things via words, language is what makes us different from other creatures. Mm. Yeah. And it's a powerful tool. Mm. And when you just look at the number of people walking around the streets talking on their phone. Yeah. The amount of conversation that's been enabled by modern technology, are basically phones, right. and these freebies, that means you can be talking to people for free right. around the world uh-huh. as well, you know, it's just unleashed this torrent of human conversation.
2: Yeah.
1: Most of it inane drivel, of course. Mm-hmm. And hard to get upset by all the nonsense that people are talking about, you know, because it's just real life, it's like, Mm. you know, just talking about what's going on in their lives, really. Yeah,
2: but then they're being clear about it, so no one's misunderstanding, they either agree or think it's a whole load of nonsense, but they're they're clear in their delivery.
1: Yeah, well I think we're going to take a break and hear from our commercial sponsors, and when we come back we're going to move on to the not saying what you mean and the reasons why people do that.
0: Oh. Am I Barry, I'm Bob
1: Bluffield, I'm Alan Malion, together we are the Grumpy Old Men. Every Saturday morning between 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock, only on Spectrum On Air. Often controversial, sometimes fun, but never dull. The Grumpy Old Men bring you their slants on world events and current affairs, 8 to 10 Saturday mornings. Back to the conversation. Oh, sorry, that was a slightly squeaky version. Um, that's trying to be funny, it didn't work.
2: We're still laughing.
1: Look, I don't know what happened in the first couple of segments here. Right. But we didn't really tackle, you know, we, we, we're going to be sued under the Trade Descriptions Act or something because we were supposed to be talking about not saying what you mean. Not
2: saying what you and mean. And we
1: probably talked about just about everything else. Mm. But there are reasons why people don't say what they mean. I mean, it's, they're thinking something. Yeah. But they're saying something else. Yeah. One of the funniest versions of that was a Woody Allen film I saw, Uh Embarrassing I can't remember which one but what what they do and I've not seen it done by anybody else is they're speaking
2: Okay,
1: and they're having a conversation but underneath it's they're typing what they're really thinking you oh. see. So they, they you're seeing what they're saying and, and what they're thinking clearly not saying what they mean. Yeah, and it was hilarious We can find out what that is in, in the break.
2: Yeah that and let,
1: people, like it. let people find that film mm-hmm. um, But yeah, you know a lot of people deliberately I mean, I think it's, it's deliberate, isn't it, when you don't say what you mean. Yes. You're knowing you know you're not saying what you mean. I mean it's not like you don't know what to say. Yeah. You you're thinking one thing. I mean, um, uh, Sarah, do you think this person would you know, I'm about to get engaged to whatever, do you do you have a view? And what are you gonna say there? You say it's difficult, isn't yeah. it? Um, and there are lots of situations, does so my arse look big in this? Of mm-hmm. course, it's the classic. Yes. So saying what you mean and not saying what you mean, so you why would you not say what you mean? What are the reasons?
2: That you're hoping that other person knows you well enough to understand what you're trying to say to them.
1: What you, this is a bit of a game then. You mean you're trying to say one thing, you're saying another, but they know you well enough to know what you really meant?
2: Yes. It's why like... don't you just
1: say what you really mean? No, no, you're you're saying something that you don't mean to spare their feelings or, or whatever you know you're you're, yeah. you're avoiding the subject
2: that that's another thing with the feelings but you know often you hear it with their uh, couples one comes in and goes oh i'm really hungry i might get to takeaway. do you want anything oh no 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 i'm fine so then that person who's doing the ordering doesn't buy for the other person then the food turns up and they think oh well where's mine he said you didn't want anything. Yes, but you should still have got me something. Just because really. i say one thing doesn't mean I actually mean it. So go ahead and do it.
1: I've just been polite, people often say, don't they? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want no. no, no, no. Yeah. I've I'm just, I'm just been polite. I yeah. do not really mean it.
2: And then that person go, well, I know you do want something, so I'm just going to toward you something anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. There was some programme I was watching where somebody kept saying, Let me know if there's anything I can do. Mm. I've started getting so infuriated by that phrase. Right. Because it's basically, it doesn't mean a thing. It's the sort of thing they always say in hotels or whatever. Yeah. In places, you know, the hospitality type. Let me know if there's anything I can do. Yeah, just F off. (sighs) Um, But let's just get you things.
2: Yeah.
1: And just not listen to what you're saying. Get Mm. you water for the table. I mean, shall I get water for the table? Who's ever said No.
2: No one I know. I've worked in hospitality.
1: <laughs> um, that's probably not the best example, but um, yeah, there are lots of situations where people avoid. It's usually about personal stuff, relationship stuff, okay, and, <clears throat> and things like that where they don't really want to be responsible. They don't want to take responsibility for having said something
2: vulnerable. and influ-
1: influenced a big decision. Mm. Yeah,
2: vulnerable. Yeah. So, not saying what you mean. I think you know, I've got siblings, well, within the family, some people don't want to be so vulnerable or honest or offensive in conversation. But I keep saying to them, well, if you can't say this how you want to say it to your friends and close, no, to your family and your close friends, how are you going to say it when you come to speak to your boss at work or... The teacher, or when you're trying to solve a situation, and then still they don't say what they mean. You just want to shake them because some people they don't mind saying, Oh, yeah. actually, blah, 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 we, blah. We, we have
1: so many words for dancing around the subject, don't we?
2: Dancing around, you know, just a, avoiding it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's that expression about stop dancing around the handbags and tell me what you think, you know.
2: Mm.
1: I mean, this is the idea that the girls dance around the handbags rather than engage with the guys yeah it's like a wall of a defensive wall that they put up is that right i haven't been to one of those places for so long that well obviously that's to protect the handbags as well yeah. you know so they, they can be sure to keep an eye on their thousand pound or in case of sally two thousand pounds her bag <sighs> actually she said she doesn't do that anymore um yeah but you know and 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 also get some sort of joint communal experience there mm. which like a only the most, you know, sort of adventurous, confident male would ever breach that wall yeah. and try and remove one of the women from there. But um, what's that got to do with anything?
2: Not saying what you mean. Sometimes you really need to push people's <clears throat> buttons. Yeah. To get them to say what they mean. And would you like to
1: dance with me? No, you're not saying what you mean, are you? <laughs> Come anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. No. There's times where you have to. You say, oh, do you want to have a talk? Do you want to have a chat? Do you want to catch up? No, no, no. Something playing on your mind? No, no, no. Well, you did this. He said this. Oh, no, it's fine. No, but really, just tell me
1: yeah. what. But let, Let's just play this game of you know, not actually tackling the subject in the hand.
2: Okay. Sarah, there's um,
1: something I, I wanted to talk to you about.
2: Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't want to upset anybody and, you know, you could take it the wrong way, and okay. like, I don't want to disturb our friendship. Right. So I'm very nervous about, about, you know, even going there. Yeah.
2: I'm
1: um, not even sure I can find the words. I'm, you know, actually quite, it's awkward. Mm. And i um, not sure what to do.
2: Well, that's okay, Daniel. Like just say it how it is, and...
1: Yeah, but you say that, but you, know, you don't know what I'm about to say. I, mean, maybe, maybe, I know. Maybe, but maybe... I really live by the,
2: the band-aid, just rip it off. Yeah? Yes.
1: <laughs> what you missing? Cause
2: a catastrophe and then you can slowly rebuild.
1: Right, this slow peeling of the band-aid thing that doesn't, doesn't work for you. No. <laughs> Every I, I, time I, there's I... something
2: going wrong, <laughs> my friend messaged me. She texted me, Sarah Sharman. I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done now?
1: <laughs> well, I happened to do that in a restaurant the other day. I went to that Teela place oh, yeah. in the near depth of Broadway. We had Sunday lunch. And on the, I was getting on really well with the lady who runs it. Mm. I mean, the moment I walked in, I had a hat, you know, like my Borsellino
2: yeah.
1: fedora, and I offered her a double or quits on the meal before we'd even sat down. I said, Look, if I can throw my hat like Odd Job in that. Bond oh, film. Yeah,
2: Bond, yeah.
1: Was it Dr. No? Uh, you know, Odd Job has a bowler hat that kills you, basically, doesn't it? Yeah. And I was using my hat in the same way. <sighs> and I offered, she didn't have a hat rack, which is always the best if I can get it on the hat rack. She so mm-hmm. had a shelf. I offered to, to sort of frisbee my hat onto the shelf. Okay. And um, she didn't go for it. And then I did it anyway and got it on the shelf you know, just to prove the point. <laughs> and, then, and we went through the whole afternoon with me offering, you know, double or quips on various things. Yeah. And then finally I got to pay the bill, I think. And, and um, no, Sam will pay. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> um, and she had a whole lot of glasses on a large um, drying-up cloth. Dishcloth on the bar, right? And I said, you know, uh, I can do this really great tug thing, uh, you know, where I whip away the. Can you? No. <laughs> <laughs> and she just recalled, oh, there must be like several dozen glasses on this very large dishcloth. <gasps> you know, you know, it's a bit like a Tommy Cooper moment. Oh yeah. Uh, was just it like was it she, she actually didn't want me to do that. Oh. So the hat thing was quite good actually. It's a really good opener. You go into a place, just offer offer them a. You know, a kind of a a bet basically mm. around whether you can do something with your hat. I'm pretty good now. I mean, my hat goes like a, just goes like it is as good as a frisbee.
2: And how many times have you knocked something? No, 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 no? no. just glides in. Yeah,
1: honestly, it's only a felt hat. Yeah. Um, well, you know, depends who feels it, but um, wow, no. it's a felt hat. It's it's a bought something. I bought it in the in the in the um, galleries in Milan. There's some beautiful galleries by the, the cathedral there. Um, called the Vittorio Emanuele Galleria, Vittorio Emanuele Bue, and (laughs) and usually my progress in that place is very slow because I get to the Campari bar
2: Mm. with Jane, and then
1: we have several Camparis right there, Beautiful. and after that everything goes much better, and a few doors down is the Borsalino shop where you can get some beautiful hats, and uh, yeah.
2: And in that story, what were you actually trying to say what you meant?
1: Um, I was trying to say that, um, uh, that the important things in life, the memorable things, stick like that. You know, like I can remember that. And um, and so that hat has a whole story around it. We could have a whole episode on my life with that Borsolino that hat, hat, The
2: travelling Borsolino.
1: Yeah, and so, you know... It, Funny enough, I was thinking I would quite like to be buried with some objects the other day. I was having that thought. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: You know, in the way that the Egyptians were buried with things. Yeah. I want to be buried with my cast-iron skillet. Ah. Because it's probably my favourite possession. Right. Funny enough. I mean, I've got lots of valuable things, lots of things, but ultimately, the thing I use virtually every day. Yeah. And love and treat with great reverence is my cast-iron skillet. Mm. Um I think if we take a break and listen to some music we might get back on track.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's hear the stereophonics and it means nothing. <laughs> off wasn't it
1: mm. well, you know, I know we're trying to be you know, creative and vary things but mm. it's demanding
2: it is demanding saying
1: back to the conversation in a way that you mean it did you mean it
2: uh, no I was just having fun with that one
1: did you really want to get back to the conversation was it I sort did of, oh, back to the conversation yeah. god you know more of this mm. See.
2: did you really mean it yeah That was a song I was going to line up for the show by Luther Vandross. Oh no, that's I didn't really mean it.
1: I remember there was something during the show trials for Stalin Mm
2: -hmm.
1: where somebody had said some things.
2: Okay. And
1: and the emphasis was used to sort of change the meaning. Oh. So suppose I said to you, Stalin is our great leader.
2: Yes.
1: Stalin is our great leader. See. Yeah. Same words. Mm. Oh, so that's Stalin can do no wrong. Stalin can do no wrong. There we
2: go.
1: Yeah, one gets you killed. (laughs) One gets you promoted. (laughs) It's a sort of version of Pablo Escobar's plombo or what does he say? I
2: don't
1: know. I think he says um, Plata, which is silver, right? Or plombo, which is lead. Uh, now, if silver or lead, lead is you know, a bullet,
2: mm.
1: and he means what he says. I
2: thought he was offering a lead coffin. I mean, these these nasty
1: people often mean what they say. They don't have much humour. They don't want to be misunderstood. Yeah. It's quite disastrous if you misunderstand them. Right. You, read, you, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: And they, the Mexicans always do things in, in the order. You know, they shoot you after they've shot your wife and kids in front of you. So the last thing you see is not pleasant because mm. they believe that. that Influences what happens to you in the afterlife.
2: Oh, really? We were talking
1: about that. that I want to be buried with some of these things. Like, yeah. Like my, like my.
2: Your skillets.
1: My skillets. Yeah.
2: Anything else?
1: That's I kind of you know that that was one of my one thing that I really really wanted to have with me. Right. To cook in the afterlife, oh, you know. yeah. yeah. Something yeah. about a cast iron one as well.
2: Yeah.
1: It would last quite well.
2: It'd be nice to take something the afterlife, but I think I just said the other week I'd just take a photo of my favourite people.
1: Wouldn't last. Even if it was printed on Ag for oh, really? archival grade paper, it wouldn't last.
2: Oh, what if I get them a picture done in like Braille so it's like dotted? <laughs> that would last.
1: Yeah, you could have it, you know, engraved on a copper plate or something.
2: There we go. I'm going to do that.
1: Yeah. That, that would work. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. good thinking that's got nothing to do with saying Say what you me. mean <laughs> no but um you know we, we've already said that people avoid saying what they mean for yeah. well, often to spare feelings which is fair enough yeah but then you know this is then the title of our series is honest conversation yeah. and, and that's not being honest is it no but the i think the, the reason why people avoid being honest and right. saying what they mean yeah is um, because of the consequences. Mm. I mean, the, the, probably the most serious question is ever giving advice about somebody's choice of life partner. <laughs> what do you think of Fred? Yeah. You know, um, and then the second one is, you know, does my bum look big in this? Yeah. What are you supposed to say about that?
2: Uh, or something, sometimes people just want to hear the thing that they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to sugarcoat You've it. been reading those
1: philosophy books again, haven't you? You uh, did say that. Sometimes people want to hear the thing they want to hear.
2: Yes. Wow,
1: you paid good money for that. I, I could have saved you.
2: Daniel, I came up with this thoughts myself. <laughs> really?
1: Thoughts? I'm not sure I'd you know, give it that sort of accolade. I mean, yeah, but anyway.
2: I have a member of my family who doesn't do so well with my honest conversation. So I... I'm now going to have to attune the way I deliver some things, so it's softer mm. for
1: them, more palatable. Yes,
2: but really, I might just get a backbone, suck it up,
1: and continue. Mm. In real life. I, was, I was listening to a podcast about trauma. You know, mm. and there is there is real trauma. You know, which is the most serious, is your life has been threatened in some way you know you you actually face the possibility of death yes that is the most traumatic but these days people use trauma to describe all sorts of stupid things right like you know when they say traumatic and survivor you know Uh, people survive things and they but what what this top academic was saying is you know really most people just get over it yeah if you give them a bit of time if you continue to either ponder it or go to some professional who inflames the idea right. and it was that terrible you know so you start to think your childhood was terrible mm. and there was a whole period in America particularly when people were reconstructing nonsense yes. about what had happened in their childhood like their parents had abused them right and they were being encouraged to believe that yeah because basically people want to not have to take responsibility for what's happened in their lives you know they want to blame it on their mm. genes on their parents, on their race, on you know all sorts of things. Yes. You know, they... Well, they don't
2: realise what has happened to them in the past is actually affecting them now.
1: Yes. So, I think avoiding stuff. I, I mean, I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm all for being honest and, mm. and to hell with the consequences. <laughs> um, and if people don't like it, you know, I, I think a lot of people have been sorting out their friends mm. and deciding the ones that you know they just got used to. Because, you know, by not having been exposed to people in the, in the usual way for a long time. Yeah. You can sort of now, when when things pick up, you say, you know what, I'm just not going to pick up with that person. Right. They weren't a true friend anyway. Yeah. You know? yeah. And um, so, yes, you know, I think that you, you should have people that you can go to mm. because you know they're going to say what they mean.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: But then it, what I'm trying to say is it's also about command of the language. It's quite hard to convey the right thoughts. This now, is what you learning
2: a, in life. I have a legal mind. You keep legal, telling us. A
1: legal training. And so I'm very, what I call... Hierarch- From Cambridge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop taking the <laughs> mic. Um, I've worked hard for that. I'll have you know. Yes, yes. And I, you know, I had... Have... Anyway, I'm not going to give you my hard No, luck, no, no.
2: So I, <laughs> I'm only joking with I, you. I, don't, be so
1: don't be so
0: sensitive.
1: Now I've <laughs> what i was going to say. Legal mind. So, yeah, I'm quite hierarchical about things, which means that I think you've got to deal with things in in the order of importance.
2: Right.
1: You know, there's a priority scale. Okay. Like, you know, I mean, when you're dealing with people, if you really don't like them Mm. at a fundamental level, there's no point in having discussions about other little bits and pieces of their life. Yeah. Um, But people tend to jump around between the levels.
2: Uh So I
1: like to get things agreed or understood at a high level, and then we can come down and deal with the, you know, the details of how they clip their toenails and leave bits and pieces in the bathroom. You know, it's,
2: yeah.
1: it's not a reason in itself okay. to have a huge bust up. No. But the fact they do it is probably you know, traceable back to something else. Right. But, yeah, when you live with people and you share a flat like you do, mm-hmm. can you be honest and say what you mean about their behaviour Leaving things around, um, you know, all of that, or do you have to? You can,
2: but you, you have, have to modify. time it. Time it. Yes. In what way? So, if something you've noticed is occurring, you can't just send a random message <laughs> or just be like, "What's that doing there?" You have to wait for something that relates to it to come up and be like, "Oh, actually, I did notice." Is this something we can adjust or change and then do it that way? And then you can have a nice discussion about it instead of just attacking them with it. I'm such a changed woman, Daniel.
1: (laughs) Nuances. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go and lie down for a minute and recover once our commercial sponsors take a break from us. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, I wanted to say something. Yeah? Um, can you you won't be upset. No. Back to the conversation, then. You sure mm. that's what you mean? Yeah. You all right with that? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, didn't... Oh, right.
2: Yeah, Actually, on the
1: went, same page as you. See? That went a lot better than I hoped. Then you're on the same page. On the, Oh, dear, we've got some interference. Is that a baby? There's no artifice with babies. You know, they, they say what they mean or mean what they say or... Yeah. What they the noise they make, they mean it, crying.
2: And toddlers just say it how it is. Well,
1: that business when they dissolve in a heap on the supermarket floor because you didn't buy them your Rolo yoghurt or whatever they wanted, you know, just to embarrass you and get it by creating as much fuss as possible. You know, is that, is that meaning what they say?
2: Do you know what? Sometimes, no, because then they'll be like, no, actually, I didn't mean that one. I wanted that one. (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah. What, They're that, almost
2: there.
1: That Rolo yoghurt, not that yellow. No, it's the
2: milky bar one.
1: Oh, the milky, oh of course. Yeah. Yeah. They're all in on that game now.
2: Yes. Have you had a conversation with someone, like you've gone to clear things up, you've had the conversation, then you leave and you go, actually, that's not a, at all what I was meant to say.
1: Yeah, afterwards you reflect on it or yeah. replay it in your head and you realise it all went disastrously wrong.
2: But then they think everything's solved, and you're like, oh no, anyhow, well, we're going to have to forget it. What you wanted
1: to say to your wife was, you ruined my life, and what you actually said was, you fancy anything but don't darling.
2: <laughs> I bought you some flowers.
1: <laughs> we never looked up that Woody Allen film, oh, you're such an idiot. Oh, yeah. Oh, you'll have to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, you, if you're interested, you'll do it. If you're not interested, you can't be bothered to put in the work, all right. of you lovely listeners out there, then forget it. It's already not that important to you.
2: You can look it up and then message us if you have watched it or you've seen it already. We're on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter. I think that's it, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Email.
1: (laughs) Shouting at us in broccoli.
2: Yeah. Uh, I had a conversation with a friend once upon a time, a few years ago now, and we said to each other, If we ever get in a situation where we're not happy with each other, we weren't going out, we're just friends. If we're not happy with each other, let's just tell each other honestly and say what's on your mind. And what happened? Uh, It didn't quite work out like that. (laughs) I think I said what was on my mind and they... They didn't quite relay what okay. they wanted to say. So this is the
1: problem of going first, right? Uh, I'll tell you what I'm thinking if you tell me what you're thinking. Then you go first.
2: Yeah.
1: It's a bit like, can you really trust somebody? Now, what's the worst example of not trusting somebody? I mean, well, the most serious case is the suicide pact, the double no. suicide oh, pact. God. <laughs> when you go first. Yeah. And you have to trust the other one to take the thing or do the thing, whatever it was. you know. And yeah. they might not. Right. They might just have done away with you.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, that's, that's when you're going to really work out what's true uh, for you.
2: Yeah,
1: The suicide pact. It's a mean way of getting rid of somebody. You know, you, they, they take their own life. Right. And then you don't take your life. And then really, you know, the question is, have you murdered them?
2: Mm. <clears throat> Tune in to the last episode. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so going first. So then really you have to say, both say what you mean at the same time.
1: Or write it down and swap.
2: Ah.
1: It could be a way of doing it. Right.
2: But now I know that person, I should just make them go first.
1: Because mm. then yeah. they can't
2: adopt, adapt what they're going to say.
1: It's what's a lot mean? of discussion about the you know, what's fair when people go first. Mm. So like with penalties, right? how does it work now?
2: Oh, it's one team... Ah, they alternate the teams, don't they?
1: Do so they just do one and then one? I
2: can't remember. If not apparently, happens.
1: they should, you know there's A B A B A B. Yeah. But apparently, the fairway is abba A B B A. Yeah. So A goes first, then B goes twice, then A goes next. Yeah. Abba. Yeah. Is better than A B A B.
2: Yeah, that is actually.
1: Um, apparently, in life, you know. So mm. I mean, you could tell me something true, right. and I'll tell you two truths. Right. And then you tell me a truth. And then we're, you know, because if I tell you one, you tell me one. I say, it doesn't work so well. No. Um, so you start off telling me a truth.
2: Uh, I was going to nap for the rest of this afternoon. Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I like to go to bed really early at the moment. You know. <laughs> at the I, moment.
2: <laughs> I, I, I
1: get up at four in the morning and, and listen to Megan Kelly. Her podcast from the previous day. Yeah, I kind of fallen in love with Megan just by listening to her.
2: I thought so. I think so too, Daniel, because you mention her every time we meet.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's happily married, and you know, obviously we're never going to meet. But um, you know, yeah, she she's just she's a just my person. Right. I mean, I'm totally tuned into her.
2: Yeah.
1: And she says what she means. You know, she's and she's me.
2: And she's me. Um,
1: she really yes, yeah, she's excellent. Um, so...
2: And anything else you want to tell me? I,
1: well, I've got... I'm doing the ABBA, right? So yeah. I've done one. I've got to do another one now. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I made uh, Tom Guy soup the other day. It wasn't a great success. Oh, no. Yours?
2: <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that. That's very sad. I'm sorry that that, that didn't turn out. Uh, I'm going to have another go, though. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I'm not going to give up.
2: Okay. Well, I, too, made... Some dinner that wasn't as flavorsome as I thought, and I was going to share it with you today.
1: (laughs) One of the things that's always bothered me about you is when we did that podcast about the (laughs) dinner ardeur, the perfect seduction meal, you know, and you were designing the meal that was going (laughs) to guarantee you a seduction with your guest.
2: Right.
1: Your starter was Um. what? Watermelon and salmon.
2: Oh, yes. I think because mm-hmm. I'd had it at a restaurant not so long and, ago.
1: And I've had that conversation there with so many people. Right. Thinking, what the hell was she thinking? Oh. Uh. Like, that is, like, they think that's just in a, encapsulates what's wrong with your life, that you thought that watermelon and salmon was going to be the, the sort of the dream starter. And huh? I'm being honest with you now. I'm, yeah. I'm saying, saying it the way it is. It's okay,
2: but there's Can still hope it? for me, Daniel. You know, honestly, what were you thinking? Clearly I wasn't. Actually, I was just thinking about me and not the other person who will have to dine with me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you could put our finger on the, on the real problem with your life. Yes, you know, that, that watermelon starter. Oh. I mean, you go off to a bad start. With a meal, you have to get off to a good start or You never really recover. Yeah.
2: Wow. I've now got you to rectify all the wrongs.
1: Yeah, no, I could have <laughs> a said... A lot of rectifying. I could have said... Yes, I, I found that... Choice of watermelon and some a really intriguing, interesting mm, choice, you know. Yeah. Not one I would have made,
2: no.
1: um, and not actually one I've ever heard of before, you mm. know. So I, I thought it was really brave of you, yeah, quite courageous. That's um, that's, know, how, that's very, how most people very special, very,
2: very special,
1: really. very, special. <laughs> <laughs> very unique, very idiosyncratic. <laughs> Very you, Sarah. <laughs> uh, to have chosen uh, you know, such a strange but daring combination of, of foods. Yeah, you know. So no, that was not saying what I mean. Wasn't uh, it?
2: Yeah.
1: And the other one was saying what I mean.
2: Yeah.
1: So I think probably we should go at this point because there's hardly any time for a last record, which uh, is
2: Witness and mean what you say. Okay. So listeners, don't hold back. Be clear and precise and we'll join you. No, you'll join us again next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.
0: Jamie is 35. He's got two kids. He's an electrician during the day. Five-A-Side legend on a Tuesday night. His mates describe him as the calm one, always level-headed and fair. He's also a magistrate. Magistrates are volunteers who hear court cases in their community. You could be one. You don't have to have any qualifications. You'll get all the training you need. Interested? Find out more about becoming a magistrate in London at ICanBeAMagistrate.co.uk.